Hey, how you doing? You with Jamal Williams and you listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This will be the week seven DFS uh, walkthrough and, and breakdown podcast here on YouTube and also, uh, of course, on the Roster Watch podcast feed. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcast, please go and give us a review. It's quick and simple. All you do is get on your phone, scroll down to where the stars are. If you're listening to this and just click the five stars, click the farthest right star to give us five of them. And we'd certainly appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who's been, um, who's been reviewing and rating lately. It means a lot and it gives us the motivation to keep doing this stuff where, uh, you know, I guess if Texas keeps losing, um, it's like I don't have any motivation to do this shit on Saturdays anyway because they've just like it just hurts my heart to watch Texas these days. Um, oh, yeah. So, again, Alex Dunlap, rosterwatch.com. That's where you can find all of our content. And the podcast brought to you by my bookie. You can use promo code ROSTER for a 100% deposit bonus over there on my bookie. Net. We got some or mybookie.ag. We just got some news coming in here on the Fantasy Life app that uh, Dawson Knox tested positive for COVID nineteen. Lee Smith, Tommy Sweeney, and Nate Becker were defined as close contacts, so they'll also miss Sunday's game. So we'll talk about that when we talk a little bit about Buffalo versus the Jets. To me, if it means more targets for Stephon Diggs, all the better. Uh, but definitely, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll make sure that there's no extra positive test tomorrow. I don't want to get swindled out of that game because I'm pretty interested in playing uh, in playing Josh Allen. As long as look, as long as um, as long as I'm mentioning the Fantasy Life app, which just gave me that gave me that update. Just let me get this out of the way. One of the smartest things you can do is download the Fantasy Life app. It's a free app. We use them for news alerts and their community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters, so you don't have to. It can send important news as it breaks, like the news that we just got about Dawson Knox. Uh, you never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS and or Android at fantasylifeapp.com, or you can just find it in the App Store on your iPhone or you know your Android. And also on Fridays, you can you know Byron's in there answering questions with the CEO Yasin. Um, that's a fun show to watch. So. Um, Love doing work with those guys, and it's an awesome app, and it's free. If you don't like it, you can just 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 delete it. All right, let's get into the games here. We have the Green Bay Packers at the Houston Texans. This game opened up as Green Bay minus three. It's now at Green Bay minus three and a half. The total opened up at 55 and a half. It's now at 57. We have 69% of the tickets on the Packers, along with 97% of the money. So basically all the money is on the Packers here. So the Sharps believe right along with the public, 60% of the tickets are on the over along with 56% of the money. So um, very little discrepancy there. The majority, a slight majority prefer the over in this game. It should be a good one, man. In a dome, um, it's it's what you like whenever you, uh, whenever you see these. This game projects to be um, – Let's see, Houston. This projects to be, you know, basically neutral as far as game pace, as far as seconds per play. Um, Houston, Houston is pretty fast, but Green Bay is one of the slower teams, uh, twenty-seven point six seconds, as opposed to Houston down here, like closer to twenty, right at right at twenty-six seconds per play. So. You know, it projects as a neutral script. The big news we'll follow here is Aaron Jones, right? So we have Aaron Jones, who is um, questionable. And he came up on 
Friday with a calf strain. And just I heard pro football doc David Chow talking about this, but the Packers are a team that is very conservative with their injuries. And like he mentioned, they're very forward-looking. And so I just wonder this week, it just really sucks because Aaron Jones was set to be one of the really one of the epic plays. I mean, we've seen what Derrick Henry just did to the Texans. We've seen what even Dalvin did to the Texans. I mean, it's the, it's, it's the number one matchup on the roster watch matchup tool. It's, it's, a, it's a terrific matchup this week for Aaron Jones. He's the cover boy for the matchup tool at rosterwatch.com. But if we don't get him, that definitely opens up new value. Jamal Williams is just 4000 um, I haven't even looked at, like, let me just look. What, what's the pricing on AJ Dillon um, who could step into who knows? I mean, they're, they're starting to get AJ Dillon more and more involved. Uh, he's, he's 4k as well on DraftKings. Guys, they priced him up, uh, but he's only minimum salary on FanDuel at 4,500. Whereas Jamal Williams is 5k on FanDuel. So but maybe AJ Dillon profiles as a guy over there, you know, big. He kind of looks like a small, slightly smaller version of Derrick Henry. Um, maybe they could envision him uh, doing some of the work that they've that, that they saw Derrick Henry do last week. Dallas Cow, the Houston Texans defense looks pretty healthy. We talked yes, we talked last week about Bernard McKinney being out. So um, let's see with the Packers. Outside of the running backs, I mean, we we have a little bit of a worry with Robert Tanyan, who is questionable this week. Also, David Bakhtiari um, at the at the left tackle. It looks like he missed two practices, but um, he's expected to be able to go um, this week. Last I checked, but let me just look at. No, so he's doubtful. So David Bakhtiari is not going to be able to go this. Is he really doubtful? It was, it was looking like he was going to be expected to play, but uh, I guess he got a doubtful today. So a little bit of a worry there with this, with this offensive line. The, here's, here's the thing. This, this, this defense doesn't get any pressure. Like this is different from Aaron. Aaron Rodgers has been so good for all year because he'd been one of the least pressured quarterbacks in all of football. We saw what Tampa Bay did last week, generating pressure. The Texans can't generate pressure. So uh, if he was against a good defense, you might be worried about Bakhtiari. You never like losing a guy like Bakhtiari, but I don't think it's that big of a detriment to him. Um, Devontae Adams is a great play. Aaron Jones, I don't uh, – calf is something – I just trust Dr. David Chow, man. When De- Dr. David Chow says that this is a calf kind of deal, that those for one, they can fucking they can, they can, they can mess up during the games – they can. It's the kind of thing where you definitely can restrain it. It's a definite re-injury risk if you come back too early. Also, they might not play him, so just keep an eye out on that for Jamal Williams. I think that he'd be a interesting play. We'll get to Giovanni Bernard whenever we get to the Bengals, but um, that's what we do there. As far as the Texans, I mean, you could play David Johnson. The Green Bay's been terrible against uh, opposing running backs. Uh, just off a- anecdotally, let me just look and see what the matchup tool says. Yeah, so it's our number seven matchup for opposing running backs for the Texans, our number 12 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, our number 19 matchup for opposing wide receivers, our number 19 matchup for opposing tight ends. Jordan Akins is looking like he's trending the wrong way in this game, so maybe it's more Darren Fell stuff. But I, clearly the guys you want here are Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a lot cheaper. And if you look at the Vegas tool, he's actually popping somewhat as a player who, um, let me just see. I'll just get over here. See if I can, um, see if I can screen share. I'll see. It's a couple people. Jeff. Yes. Alanis. Thanks for the show. Thank you. Question for you. Kenyon Drake versus T Higgins in a dynasty PP. I don't know. Like for this week, in Dynasty, I'd rather own T. Higgins than Kenyon Drake for sure. As far as this week, I'm not. I don't know. I like. I kind of like them both. Um, but Kenyon Drake's definitely a trade candidate. But look, this is the DFS pod, so um, that's a question you can ask on the site, and we'll get back. To, one of us will get back to you there. Let me see. I will. Uh, I'll go here to just show you guys real quick the Vegas tool and see what this thing looks like because we have who are we talking Brandon Cooks 
is showing up here at like what 20th overall best value on the slate. They have, Vegas has him at a four and a half reception, 63.5 yard over under. When we compare that to Will Fuller, I mean, they have him at like a five and a half reception over under with a 69 and a half um, yard total, but you know, pretty heavy juice on the under on that five and a half receptions. And he's plus 145 to score. So Brandon Cooks kind of looks like the better value here when you consider he's 5,200 versus Will Fuller at 6,800. But certainly, it's just a matter of time before Will Fuller just, you know, before he goes off and kind of goes ham. Of course, all these tools like this, you can get them all over at rosterwatch.com. The DFS cheat sheets, the um, hyper DFS lineup generator, the Vegas tool, the matchup tool, snap counts, touches, targets, touchdown dependency, all that stuff. Everything I'm sort of reading here is uh, is going to be available over there. Um, I'm trying to think, like – I mean, besides the receivers, besides Fells, Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones, that whole situation, just make sure and monitor that. I think that Jamal Williams becomes an interesting play, maybe an interesting pivot off of off of Giovanni Bernard. Maybe you could play him. I just I don't know if I could play him both in cash. I haven't done enough of the two V two swaps to see um, whether that's going to get me off of Kareem Hunt. And up to a better receiver and I don't have to pay down for one of these guys, because here's the thing this week, Alan, Alvin Kamara with the. Saints, it looks like, you know, no Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. It's the best matchup on the matchup tool for opposing running backs. I just I can't imagine not having him in my lineup when he only cost seventy nine hundred. And he's playing basically like Christian McCaffrey was last year. And we were paying sometimes up to eleven K for Christian McCaffrey. Um, So I know I want him in cash. I know I want Kareem Hunt in cash. But I can't have both of those guys in cash and pay down for Geo and pay down for Jamal Williams if Aaron Jones is out. So it's being some interesting two v twos there to see who I can get up to a wide receiver, what what that extra two thousand dollars in savings does for me. And we'll talk about the value plays at wide receiver versus some of these guys that are very it's a treasure trove, guys. And in like the six K range on DraftKings this week, a lot of just a lot of good plays. Uh, let's get to the next game: Dallas at the football team. Dallas opened up as three-point favorites. They are now minus one in this contest. Uh, the football team, wow. So th- this thing, they th- the Sharps think this thing's going under. Um, 49 uh, is the total it opened at. Now at 44 and a half, uh, this game has 54% of the tickets on the under, only 35% of the money on the under, um, 63% of the tickets on the Cowboys, 67% of the money on the Cowboys here. And this one, um, let's see what the matchup tool says about maybe places that we should focus as far as our um, as far as our DFS exposure. So we have the Cowboys getting it's basically the it's the best matchup here is for opposing tight ends. Washington is the number seven matchup for opposing tight ends. Decent matchup for opposing quarterbacks and running backs. A little bit of a tough matchup for opposing wide receivers. And then of course we know that Dallas is just brutal on defense it's a top 10 matchup across the board for every position a top three matchup for opposing wideouts here um so terry mclaurin's my favorite play on the slate i i can just see i can see him getting loose like twice for two like big two big catches the cowboys are just so beaten up uh right now especially they're beaten up especially on offense i mean you have tyron smith out we know that you know cam irving has been out we know that connor williams is still recovering from his ACL. We know that Joe Looney, who came in for Travis Frederick, has now been placed on IR. We know that Zach Martin, the one, the like the last of the Mohicans, the last man standing, had a got, got concussed and now he's out. Lel Collins was placed, placed on injured reserve. So this thing is, you know, it's not just no dag, it's that this offensive line sucks. Zeke Elliott keeps fumbling footballs. I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you can play Zeke, but no one's gonna play him in cash. Um, you know, Tony Pollard's getting in there too much. I think in tournaments, it probably makes Zeke a pretty good play though. Right. Uh, he's still, I mean, if you just look at just, if we just look at the, just the, look at the overall workload and, you know, understand that the matchup really, it's not that bad. It's a number 14 matchup for closing wide receivers. He's minus 200 to score this week. I mean, the guy's getting 22 touches per game. He's getting an 82.5% snap count. He's running 27.8 routes per game, which is more than any other running back on this whole entire slate. Actually, if you consider the fact that he's basically scored 21 points per game in PPR so far this season, 
it's interesting to note that he's actually he's actually down about 11 percent from what he should be scoring based on our expected points model so uh, like Ezekiel Elliott's actually been underperforming thus far this could be the type of game where um you know this could be the type of game where he's in he's an interesting play um yeah no better value on FanDuel than on DraftKings. And as long as I'm here, this is something I wanted to start doing is maybe telling you guys who the plays who are much better on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings um, this week on, on the main slate. So let's just go ahead and go through them. Um, here are the guys who, based on their salary, are somewhere between three and, you know, one and a half percent less of your salary allocation uh, to play on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings. That would be Tony Pollard, Jarek McKinnon, Ronald Jones, uh, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, James Conner, Devin Singletary, James White, Giovanni Bernard, Todd Gurley, Latavius Murray, Jermichael Hasty, DeAndre Swift, Philip Lindsay, J.D. McKissick, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Antonio Gibson, and uh, Daryl Henderson is not on the main slate. So those are the best value running backs over on FanDuel. As long as I was here in this tab, I wanted to do that because it was something I wanted to start doing this week. People – People had asked about that stuff. I don't know about CD or Michael Gallup or any of these guys. It's a tough matchup for opposing wide receivers, weirdly. Um, so I'm not playing any of those guys. If My, my interest here would be on Zeke or paying down maybe a little bit of Dalton Schultz. I just think with that offensive line being so bad for the Cowboys, I think Zeke could be more involved in the passing game. Like I said, 27.8 routes per game. Uh, Dalton might need to get the ball out quickly, you know, um, so that to me adds up to Dalton Schultz. It adds up to, you know, pass catching for Zeke. I'm not sure. I worry a little bit about Tony Pollard getting in there. I'm not super hot to trot just to, you know, make sure and jam Zeke in everywhere I can. Um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, he, Kamara's only a hundred dollars more on DraftKings, and I'm going to have Kamara in this week, nine out of 10 times, even though I know that's probably not, I don't think, I don't necessarily think Kamara outscores, Zeke nine out of 10 times in this spot, but to me, it just feels much, much safer. And that's for cash. I think that's fine in tournaments. You probably need to think differently than I think, because I just like to play the best place. Um, but yeah, I, I mentioned on the, on the Washington side, Terry McLaurin, um, just a, a terrific, terrific matchup, terrific setup. Kyle Allen's not as bad as people think. You ask, ask DJ Moore, or DJ Moore fantasy owners from last year. He's perfectly capable of um, being the quarterback that can distribute to these types of players. Um, okay, so here's more news on here's more news on here's more news on Tyler Croft. He was spared from Tyler Croft. Okay, so Tyler Croft, the Buffalo Bills tight end. He was spared from the outbreak that his unit Friday, and here's why. His wife, Alexa, was in labor for more than 24 hours, delivered the baby Grace around 5 a.m. Friday. What a great name and what a great story. And congratulations to Tyler and Alexa and their new baby Grace Croft. So he was at practice Friday, but he missed the meetings where the virus, uh, where the virus was thought to be passed. This is so weird. We have to talk about this shit. But that's just the NFL. I'm just, I'm, Jesus, I'm glad. I'm glad to have it. Um, all right. Again, the, the, the fantasy life app, you should, guys should go check it out. Um, anyway, McLaurin, great matchup. Antonio Gibson. Could this be the spot? The Dallas defense sucks. So just keep that in mind there. Antonio Gibson um, and Terry McLaurin are both showing up. Terry McLaurin is showing up as the second best value play on all the DraftKings via the Vegas tool. Antonio Gibson showing up as the eighth best value. He has a basically a 71 total yard, three and a half reception prop. He's minus 105 to score this week is Antonio Gibson. Terry McLaurin has a six and a half reception prop this week with 76.5 receiving yards is his over under set by the Vegas sports books. Speaking of sports books, let's look at what the action is here on Detroit at Atlanta. Another, a game of serious DFS interest. Um, this game has a 55 total. It opened up as 56.5. The Falcons are now two and a half point favorites after opening up as two point favorites here at home. The 54% of the tickets are on the under, but only 29% of the money is on the under in this game. 51% of the tickets are on Atlanta, 53% of the money on Atlanta here. Um, let's look and see. Let's just look and make sure we, we don't have any injuries we need to, we need to keep in mind here for the, on the Detroit side. 
we don't have because Trey Flowers is coming back. We know that Desmond Trufant is out. Um, but it looks like Detroit's pretty healthy on defense. It doesn't matter. They're horrible. Uh, I, I, I see that, you know, they can't tackle. I, I think that Gurley is probably in play here. Julio looked awesome last week. Definitely in play. Detroit plays a ton of man. Um, it's it's impossible to, to guard Julio Jones in pure man-to-man coverage, especially, um, you know, especially when your corners are, you know, bad, <laughs> like, like, Detroit. So um, I think that Julio's great. Calvin Ridley is fine if you want to play him. Um, as far as what does the matchup tool say? So the matchup tool has this game with Detroit having, I'm sorry, Atlanta having the number four matchup for opposing running backs, the number seven matchup for opposing wide receivers, but basically a bottom three matchup for opposing tight ends. Detroit has been good at covering the tight end this year. So maybe not too interested in Hayden Hurst, but I think Gurley's fine. He's a little expensive at 6K for somebody that's not catching many passes, but um, you can definitely see him falling in for a couple of touchdowns here at home in this game as as a near three-point home favorite in what is the number four matchup of the week for opposing runners. And then on the Detroit side, it's the number one matchup for opposing quarterbacks and the number four matchup for opposing wide receivers. So, to, and the number one matchup for opposing tight ends. So, stack up Stafford with Galladay, God forbid, Marvin Jones, or, um, or uh, TJ Hawkinson. I don't know how into the told DeAndre Swift thing I'm getting. I'm having to start DeAndre Swift in some season long leagues this year. We know that the Atlanta Falcons defense, at least under Dan Quinn, just hemorrhaged uh, receptions to opposing running backs. Now with Raheem Morris in charge, I don't know how much that, how much that changes up. Um, But it, you know, it's, 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 we've been kind of conditioned to think of the Falcons as just a pass catcher's dream as far as running backs in this spot. And that's what DeAndre Swift has been. With that being said, it's still a three-way committee. And when you look at the, uh, let me just pull up my sheet here. I will sort by team. And so let's just look at, I wanted to just look at the splits here because I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't even put carry on Johnson on this, on this sheet anymore. I don't, I don't even care to even look into what he's doing, but I mean, he's still by carry on Johnson still biting into a sub 30% clip. We have Adrian Peterson at like 40% of snaps. Deandre Swift's getting like 32.7% of snaps. It's, the target share for DeAndre Swift that you like at 12.3%, also the 2.4 yards per route run. Also, he has three times the weighted opportunity rating that uh, Adrian Peterson does. He is overperforming uh, via expected points. He's overperforming his expected fantasy output by almost 20% so far. So he's due for some regression anyway. With that said, I think the fact that he's on an uphill slope might, you know, what, what what this model is telling me here is it's telling me that he is I'll, here. I'll just pull it up so I can show you. It's 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 telling me that based on the usage of the entire season, he he's due for regression negatively. But the fact that his role has changed is enough to make. Enough to say, well, our baseline's different now, right? Our baseline's different. Um, so who, who who really knows? So let's just look here at so DeAndre Swift. You can see here the the um the fantasy points over expectation percentage, you know, almost almost 20% is kind of flashing red here. Whereas you look at say these guys like uh you know Daryl Henderson or you know, say who who is this? JD McKissick. We didn't talk about him earlier. He's 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 due. Who is most due? Let's see. Philip Lindsay is due. Look at this guy. This guy's due. That's Boston Scott before he went ape shit the other night. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so conflicting things there with DeAndre Swift. I just I think in, in season long where I don't have the whole player pool available to me, and I'm just I'm having to. I have like if I had DeAndre Swift, I don't have a better option. I'm, I'm kind of pumped to get him in, but um, you know, I don't. Oh, fantasy life app, check it out. Jets activate second round pick Denzel Mims. He hasn't played a snap all season. 
we'll talk about that whenever we get to the Jets game. Um, we talked about, like, I guess we've talked through that one. Uh, let's go to the next one. Buffalo at the Jets. Here we go. Buffalo's a 10-point favorite here in this game. This opened up as a 10-pointer. Stay there. 50, 48 is the total in this game. Or It opened as 48. It's down to 46. 59% of tickets on Buffalo. 62% of the money on Buffalo. 54% of tickets on the under. 62% of the money on the under. I mean, look, Josh Allen started this season – as a dude that people were talking about as an MVP candidate, it's been two rough weeks, but I'm back on board with Josh Allen. Um, he could, our model couldn't get him on the DFS cheat sheets. And that's why you guys watch this as a supplement. I want to make it clear that I'm going to be playing some Josh Allen this week. I feel like he is, uh, I feel like he's in a spot versus the worst defense I've ever seen in my life to go ham, to go bananas. Um, it's it's just an epic get right spot. It's a, it's a time that he can get back on the, get back on that MVP consideration train. And I certainly see it happening this week. And for that, just for that reason, there's no John Brown in this game. I love Stefan Diggs. He's seven K. Uh, I'm not sure that a lot of people are going to be getting up there to him because there's gonna be so much interest in the late night, the Sunday night, late night game. And I'm interested in that game too. When we get there, we'll talk about the reasons why, but, you know, DK Metcalf is in that range. Tyler Lock is in that range. People are going to want to pay it for Devontae Adams uh, against, against Houston. Uh, there are all kinds of appealing, you know, dome game guys who look really good. You know, um, can, we talked about Kenny Galladay earlier, you know, these types. But Stephon Diggs, man, he was popping in our models. And the more and more I think about it, I'm like, dude, this is another game like that Miami game where Josh Allen and these Bills are um, – and look at this in other news where Josh Allen, and these bills are traveling to face a shitty AFC East opponent. And Stefan Diggs went ham against the Dolphins just earlier in the season, whenever that was the case. We're also getting more news in this game. Jameson Crowder has been downgraded to doubtful. So um, Stefan Diggs on the Buffalo Bills side. Um, geez, Devin Singletary is a great play. Um, Josh Allen's a great play. Tyler Croft becomes with all the tight ends now in the COVID list and having to miss the game, Tyler Croft, who's having a baby game for Tyler Croft uh, that I know about. Thanks to the, thanks to the fantasy life app there. And I promise you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, these are, these are alerts I'm really pulling up. I know we're helping them to promote it, but I'm just giving credit to where I'm getting the information here. Like, um, so it's a baby game for Tyler Croft. I like that where all the, the other tight ends are in quarantine. I need to write that down, actually. I'm going to add him to my player pool for tournaments. Croft. Um, and then maybe Gabriel Davis. I don't know. Look, the Jets, now that no, there's no Crowder, Brashad Pyramid is 3,900. So if you're stacking this for a tournament for some reason, I don't know why you would really need that many Jets. But if you were, I, dude, like I wouldn't bring it. I wouldn't mind bringing it back with Brashad Pyramid. No Crowder. Um the, the roster watch matchup tool has this game as the third best matchup for opposing tight ends is the jets. So I hate to even say his name. He who shall not be mentioned, but Chris Herndon, we saw what Travis Kelsey did to the bills just last week. It's an epic tight end matchup. It was something we called for last week. Um, it's a deep top 15 matchup for opposing wide receivers. So, I think you could do – and then I don't know about Denzel Mims. He's never played in an NFL game, but just keep in mind that he was the Debo Samuel. He was the Terry McLaurin. Uh, uh, he was the Cooper Cup of his senior bowl. He was the guy that left Chase, guys like Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman, Van Jefferson in the dust, just in the dust. Denzel Mims was kept, was going over the moon to catch balls. I, I – I think Tredavious White will be on Brashad Perriman. So it's just, I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play Denzel Mims in cash, but, you know, maybe in a tournament, I think it's probably, probably fine, right? It's probably fine. Uh, and the other thing we need to mention is that Tredavious White is actually questionable uh, with his, with his back. On the Jets side, I don't know. Like I said, Donald looks like he's back. Those guys, you know, Mims, Perriman, there's no way you could play one of those, play one of those running backs. But certainly a 
certainly an interesting game there. And then I think I remember thinking that, yeah. So here's the here's the one thing you need to remember though is this this is going to be a this is going to be a this is going to be one of the slower paced one of the slower paced games, and it projects to have a pretty heavy run script. So just you know, keep that in mind. Devin Singletary could be a good play. I still think Diggs is Diggs is just said to eat here. Um. Okay. Carolina at New Orleans, a 59 and a half, 49 and a half point total in this game after opening up as a 51 point total. New Orleans is minus seven point favorites after opening up seven and a half point favorites. 52% of the tickets are on Carolina to cover this, 81% of the money. And what they did, people were just hitting that thing at seven and a half. They moved it down to seven now. I always thought the, that the seven and a half was kind of appealing. It seemed a little bit too high. Um, okay. 64 is the over. It's it's a uh, 64 percent of the tickets are on the over. Only 43 percent of the money on the over. Here's the play here. Play Alvin Kamara. You wonder if Sean Payton might come into this game saying there's no Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders is on the COVID 19 list. Okay, we know we're gonna have to use Kamara a bunch in the passing game. Maybe this is the number one matchup on the season for opposing runners. We've seen what everybody's done gashing this. Team, it's been it's been the second worst matchup for opposing wide receivers, just because teams elect to run on these guys so much. Could that mean Latavius? I I don't think it'd be the worst tournament play to play Latavius Murray. Of course, Traquan Smith. I think as the week's going on, he's going to get more and more popular. I expect to see between ten and fifteen percent ownership on him because if you do play Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Gio Bernard, um. And then you play Devontae Adams. And um, if you want to pay up at all at another wide receiver to get somebody like a Terry McLaurin, you're going to have to pay down to the 4K range. And I just think that Traquan Smith is going to end up being in a lot of cash lineups and he's going to be a popular play. Um, So just something to keep in mind there. Let's see here. Looking Looking in the chat, there's a bunch of you. So what's up to you guys, Jeff, Kip C, Scott Kemet, Gabriel Davis, some interest. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe more so in redraft. I think in redraft, it's fine. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, like I say, though, man, like in DFS, I have the whole player pool available to me. And uh, when that's the case, I am... Um, I'm I'm generally not gonna I'm not gonna go after a guy like Gabriel Davis. I'm I'm really interested in Diggs, dude. I think he goes ham this week. Um, this guy in my league just picked up Brashad Perriman. Okay, of course he did. Um, all right, let's go on to the next game. Did I even talk about that one? I swear to God, man, sometimes I just get talking. I forget what I'm even saying. Oh, no, no, no. So we need to finish that. Carolina. Um, does Teddy Bridgewater come into this game and like Sean Payton? I know that Sean Payton likes Teddy and thinks he's good and stuff, but he, dude, he knows every bad flaw about him. So does Dennis Allen. He's seen him in practice. I just wonder if it might be a little bit of a tough game for Teddy here, even though the Saints have not been a good defense this year. The matchup tool, uh, let's see here. What does the matchup tool say for this for Carolina? It has the, the number five matchup for opposing quarterbacks, the number two matchup for opposing tight ends, a middling matchup for opposing uh, wide receivers, and ba- a tough matchup for opposing runners. So Mike Davis is still going to be in play. You know, he's pretty much game script proof. We talked about it last week, even though he failed. I'm just going to chalk it up to it, you know, him failing last week. It's like it, it wasn't it was that was Chicago. It wasn't like it was that tough to that tough to see a maybe a floor game out of out of Mike Davis. Um, this might be the last week or so that we get out of him. So 
I think he's a perfectly fine play. The only thing is he's a little, he's right there at the same price range as Kareem Hunt. People are going to be going to Kareem Hunt. You're going to be Mike Davis has been like 30% owned recently. If you're a tournament player, you should probably like seeing the you might be able to get him at you know, sub 15% ownership or something like that in your tournaments. Uh given the fact that he basically, you know, he's going to he's going to catch five balls. So, uh DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, those guys remain in play. If you want to take a really deep dart throw on Ian Thomas, Facing the number two matchup of the week, you can go ahead and do it. But for me, I, I don't like um, I don't I just I don't I, I don't like hurting myself in such ways. Uh, don't hurt yourself whenever you are depositing at online sports books. You need to go to mybookie.ag. It's fall, and at mybookie, that can only mean one thing: it is winning season. Winning means doubling your first deposit. Winning means free bets, super contests, Survivor, and more. At mybookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. You can bet. You can bet baseball, you can bet UFC, you can bet football, you can bet like we're about to have basketball back again and stuff. It's the crazy, it'll be the craziest sports fall of our lifetime. And it is here. It's simple. You make your picks, you win big, you collect your cash. Invest in your intuition, select from hundreds of futures bets, or you can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that big brain of yours to use. Use promo code roster and double your first deposit new players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet thousands of cross sport wagers props and parlays are weight sign up now and bet with the best celebrate your victory your winning season begins today only at my bookie remember you new customers receive a 100 deposit match so that means if you put in 100 bucks you get 100 bucks free to play with Thousand bucks, a thousand bucks free to play with. It's all the way up to thousand dollars for this offer, but you have to use promo code roster. All right. Next game, uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. This game's a uh, Cleveland is a three point uh, road favorite here. A fifty and a half point total after opening up at fifty one point five. Sixty two percent of the tickets are on Cleveland, along with forty eight percent of the money. Fifty one percent of the tickets are on the over, along with eighty percent of the money. Could this be the sneaky game to stack? It might be. What people are going to talk about here most is Giovanni. The, the tiny, the, the squirmy, the, the Giovanni. Giovanni Bernard is 4,500. And the Vegas, he basically broke the Vegas tool. Um, let me see if I can get to the Vegas tool. I have too many tools pulled up here. He's the best value on both sites. By far at 3.2x. Basis props have him at about 83 total yards plus 130 to score and an over under of three and a half receptions. I know people are trying to poo poo on the play. And so I can't believe they're poo pooing on the play by talking about a guy that looks like he has actual poo poo in his pants when he runs Samaj P. Ryan. I'm not worried about that guy. I'm not worried about, no, that's funny. It's Joe Mixon's old teammate from OU. Not worried. Um, Giovanni Bernard is a and I'm not worried about Travion. They haven't like Giovanni Bernard, Giovanni Bernard is a team captain over his teammate Joe Mixon. He, he's been talked about by the new staff as a vital part of the vital part of the run game. He was recently given a new contract by the by you know by this by this regime. So literally every time in the last recent memory, recent memory that Joe Mixon has been out. And Giovanni Bernard has had the opportunity to get the workload. He, he, he smashes. And look, it's versus Cleveland. It's not the best matchup for opposing running backs, but this is a game. This is a game which like has a 51, it has a 51 and a half point total and going up with 80% of the money along with 53% of the tickets. What does that tell you? It tells you that the sharp guys who are betting a ton of money think this game goes over. Burrow, think, think about Burrow dumping the ball off to Clyde edwards helaire when he was at LSU. This is the kind of play – he can make do with this kind of player. And with given how bad that offensive line is for Cincinnati, given the fact that Miles Garrett's lurking on the other side, you can see them using the running back out of the backfield here to just get some quick things going, generate some momentum on offense, get moving down the field. You love playing in the slot against uh, Cleveland. So clearly Tyler Boyd comes into focus. A.J. Green coming off a big game. A.J. Green actually showing up as a really good value here on the Vegas tool. He's got four and a half reception, 50.5 yard prop. He's plus 200 to score at just 4,300 on DraftKings. Um, not sure about FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I'd, I'd probably do worse than him. And of course, T. Higgins um, is somebody that you know, you're going to want to look at anyway. He's looking like the kind of you know, the true alpha over there. 
And then on the Cleveland side, the headliner is Kareem Hunt, right? Um, that's the headliner. He's right up here at the top of the Vegas tools as, as well. He's basically Vegas is projecting for about 103 total yards on the game, somewhere around three receptions. He's minus 200 to score in this game. One thing I wanted to tell you really quickly about uh, just I, now that I'm talking about Kareem Hunt's touchdown odds, just going back to the Green Bay game. One quick thing to remember is that Jamal Williams has a he's he's minus 265 to score on on DraftKings Sportsbook. So he has better touchdown odds than Alvin Kamara, than Zeke Elliott, than any of these idiots. He has better touchdown odds than anybody. So the reason they're doing that, I think, is because Aaron Jones is also minus uh, 265. So probably what they're doing is they're saying, look, we're not going to let anybody come in here and bet this thing. You know, they're basically saying if Aaron Jones isn't active and that Aaron Jones bet is off, we're not going to give anybody some bet that we had, some prop that we had on Jamal Williams that had to do with the fact that we were considering Aaron Jones as minus 265. And if he's minus 265, then in that case, Jamal Williams would be like, you know, what, plus plus 190, plus 200, something like that. But we're not going to give people the opportunity to swoop in and get Jamal Williams at plus 200 because we what, what they're telling us is Jamal Williams has the same opportunity to score this week if Aaron Jones is out as Aaron Jones has. So just seeing Kareem Hunt's prop just kind of kind of reminded me of, 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 of that. Um, but Kareem Hunt's a, a minus 200 favorite to score – Number eight matchup of the week. We all know that Kareem Hunt's hurt. Um, he, he's just he's a he's an he's an awesome play. I mean, even counting the games that Kareem Hunt was in there. I mean, he's getting a he's getting a ten point seven percent target share, which is pretty. You know, once you get into cracking the double digits for wide receivers, that's always pretty good. He's got one of the you know one of one of one of the better weighted opportunity ratings on the slate, and even considering the games that Nick, again, considering the games that Nick Chubb has even been in, he's still averaging over the course of all the games. He's still averaging 16 touches per game. So one of the best pure runners in the national football league, Kareem Hunt this week, certainly in play, I guess Odell Beckham and Jarvis play him. If you want, it's good matchups. I don't care. Um, the, 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 the other thing with um, Austin Hooper, who was getting targeted pretty heavily, um, by Baker Mayfield. Now he had a s- s- emergency appendectomy. He's out. That really opens things up for David and Joku into a lesser degree, maybe the rookie Harrison Bryant out of, I believe FAU. He won the Mackey award. I, I saw him at the senior bowl. He's a good player. Um, if you play showdown slates, you've, you've seen him kind of pop up as a dude who's, who's um, getting targeted every now and then. So those guys are 2,500 and 3000 respectively. I think, I think in Joku, who has been begging for a trade and, you know, maybe they'll give it to him. I think he, I think he's a decent play here. Um, so something to consider there. Uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee, two five and O teams here in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh with a 50 and a half point over under here, open up at 52 and a half. Pittsburgh opened up as one and a half point favorites, but now Tennessee is one and a half point favorites here at home. 58% of the tickets are on Pittsburgh, but only 11% of the money. So all the money's coming in here on Tennessee. 59% of the tickets are on the over, only 7% of the money on the over. So what does this tell us, guys? This tells us that the sharp money's weighing in on this game heavily. And it's saying this game goes Tennessee and this game goes under. I'm not playing Derrick Henry. It's just Tennessee's been Let's, let me look at the matchup tool because it feels like this is a pass. It feels like Pittsburgh as good as we talk about Pittsburgh being, it feels like a pass funnel type of situation. I mean, we've seen guys like Travis Fogum go off against these, these guys and stuff. So as good as we talk about the Pittsburgh defense being, I just want to see what the matchup tool says. Um, let's see. The matchup tool says for, uh, so it is, it is, Tennessee versus Pittsburgh. Yeah, so no, number 23 matchup for opposing. It's a bad matchup for everybody except for opposing wide receivers where it's a top five matchup. So A.J. Brown, uh, I mean, fire him up. Corey Davis, I guess he's coming back. I'm not sure, man. Like uh, John Smith is, is going to be healthy in this game, but it's a bad matchup for opposing tight ends. I'm just 
I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from Derrick Henry. And if here's the thing, man, if you're a, if you're a great tournament player, you probably are interested in Derrick Henry. No one's going to be on him this week after he goes what, 40 last week. We know he's a beast and a monster. They're going to keep giving him the football. It's both these game, both these teams are five and zero. Oh. Like they're going to say, dude, we're sticking to our script. We're going to keep feeding our beast. We're going to like, let's 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 do this. So I think Derrick Henry's a fine play. Um, on the other side for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson's way down there at that same in that kind of Traquan Smith area, and he's going to be the consideration for cash game guys that have the core of Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Giovanni Bernard. Devonte Adams, he's going to be in consideration for the third wide receiver on those cash teams um, that pay up for Kyler Murray in the in, in the later game. And I know that just because I put enough together to know that that I mean that's what's going to pop in the optimals. Um, so just keep that in mind about Deontay Johnson. Probably takes a little bit of the sheen off of Chase Claypool, but man, he's been a beast. But there's still Juju, there's still James Washington, all those guys lurking. It's a tough situation to figure out. As far as James Conner, this is the number eight matchup for opposing running backs. Is 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 Tennessee here? So uh, something there to something there to keep in mind. Uh, one thing, just Daquan Jones is back with the foot. Uh, he, he's an important part of the run stopping game there for the Tennessee Titans. He carries no in, injury designation coming into Week Seven. So just a quick something to keep in mind there i'm not sure how much i'm going to be using you you using james connor this week all right byron's texting me asking me wtf i'm not sure exactly what he's talking about um i will tell you though something where you could just look at your look in the mirror sometimes and just say just say what the fuck it has to do with your has to do with your hair i'm 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 lucky that you know my dad died with a full head of hair my grandpa died with a full head of hair but you, uh, it's just that's not the case for a lot of people and so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair not not mine i, I have no identity wrapped up in my hair as you can clearly see but you know from how it feels to get a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out that's why when we get into our 20s and 30s we start noticing signs of hair loss it definitely feels like panic time so, I mean, let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald. Thankfully, now there's keeps. It's the simple way and the easy way to keep your hair. Did you know that two of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treatment at home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. You used to have to deal with these people at the front, give them a copay, have to ask if you want to have some lady sticker stick. You know, some dude put the put the um, put the the Vaseline on his fingers and give you a prostate exam. They're trying to tell you that they trying to tell you that they want to do that kind of stuff. No one's going to do that to you here. You just you go online. They make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months. You can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines where people are coughing on each other. Everybody's getting their flu stuff. A bunch of nasty snotty nosed kids. Who wants to go deal with all of that stuff? It, also. The generic versions. There are only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but never for this price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. As you start right now, you're going to be ready for spring. you be ready by spring break. The full, beautiful head of hair. <laughs> Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. More than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatment started just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. You need to take action right now by going to keeps.com slash roster watch to receive your first month of treatment for free. So you get it for free, but you have to use this, this, this website. Keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash roster watch. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash roster watch. You can see photos there. You can read testimonials. Keeps.com slash roster watch. Keep your hair, man. All right. On to the next one. We have... Tampa Bay at the Raiders. This this one's not on the FanDuel slate, so we'll just blast through it. Uh, look, I, I don't even really want to talk this that much about this one. 
because I just feel my, my hands are off this game until I know what the hell's going on with this COVID situation with the with the Raiders offensive line. Like they got all these guys in quarantine. I really, before I do the radio, sh- the tomorrow morning's radio show, I need to look into this and figure out what the exact protocols are after the Titans outbreak regarding the updated protocols for contact tracing and how many negative tests you must have before you can be cleared to go. Not as a player who tests COVID positive like Trent Brown did, but as a player who'd been in close proximity to him, I thought it was like four or five positive negative tests. If that's the case, they haven't had that much time. They've been The Raiders have been able to field a backup kind of um, line during practices. But that's the kind of thing where it's like not just bad for Jacobs, not just bad for everybody else. It's like it can mess up the whole script of the game. So I just um, let's go ahead and skip over that one because I, I don't know how to handicap it or what to do. Just keep your eyes on that one as far as the um, as far as the offensive line for the for the for the Raiders because that's going to make all the difference in the world. As we saw last week, man, Tampa Bay not an easy matchup even for a good high powered offense like the like the Green Bay Packers. Um, I I. If that offensive line is, if that offensive line is, I think you know the Tampa Bay defense is where I'm most interested in. Um, maybe also correlating that with Ronald Jones. All right, Casey at Denver. Uh, this game a nine and a half point spread now down to seven and a half points. This over under has gone from forty nine and a half down to forty four. I think I know why. I think it's the weather. Fifty four percent of the tickets are on Casey. Only forty two percent of the money's on Casey. 55% of the tickets on the under, 60% of the money's on the under. And the reason why is they're getting like a 58-degree drop tonight. They're going from like Texas weather here where I'm I'm in a coat. Like it's coat, whatever. Fuck, people up in the north call it. But it gets like 68, 70 here, man. Like I'm wearing my beanie and my jacket. It's that weather right now in Denver, but overnight it's dropping down to like 19 degrees. It's going to be snowy. Um, so tough scene for tough scene for offense um, as far as, you know, I wanted to look, one thing I wanted to look at is just check out how the pace would have generally gone in this game. So KC is one of the KC, believe it or not, KC is actually one of the slower teams. Denver, Denver is actually much faster than Kansas city. As far as, um, as far as seconds per play, Denver is, um, Denver's a fast-paced team. Casey is a slow-paced team. And so this this pace in this game is going to be pretty much neutral. Uh, let me just tell you, like, it's, it's, instead of doing this for each game, let me let me tell you the, the, the very fastest-paced games and the very slowest ones. So Dallas at Washington, Arizona at Seattle, Cincy at Cleveland, Tennessee-Pittsburgh, Atlanta-Detroit, Oh wait, I'm sorry. Okay, so the so the the action. So let me just read these games. So Arizona, Seattle, fast paced. Cleveland, Cincy, fast paced. Washington, Dallas, fast paced. Tennessee at Pittsburgh, fast paced. The very slowest paced games are New Orleans and Carolina is very slow. Uh. New England at San Francisco is very slow. Jacksonville at the Chargers is very slow. And I said, and I already said New England and San Francisco. Buffalo at the Jets is slow. That's it. All right. Um, okay. But KC, Tyreek Hill hadn't caught more than three footballs in two weeks. I don't know what's up with that. He's too cheap, but snow like all the like travis kelsey i was talking to chief and cardi about this on the roto grinder show earlier i'm like he looks like one of those budweiser christmas clydesdales that can just sloth through the snow i'm not sure how worried i am about that guy this week uh i'm not sure how interested i am at paying up at tight end all the way to travis kelsey though it just feels like this game is gonna like it's gonna be snowing it's gonna be so cold it is a good matchup for Patrick Mahomes, though. It's a top 10 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, and you just don't ever want to – you don't ever want to leave yourself completely out of that. I think on the Denver side, it, Casey's been a little bit hard to throw on this year. 
I mean, it's the number 24 matchup of 28 this week for opposing wide receivers, another 21 out of 28 for opposing tight ends. It like, but I don't want to play Melvin Gordon. I don't want to play Philip Lindsay. I'm just this game probably this game probably lends itself to a running game script, and I, I'm just I'm just I'm not on it. Um, let's see another slow paced game we just talked about: San Francisco, New England. Looks like we'll have after this we'll have just one more afternoon game, then we'll talk about the late night hammer, which is so cool. We get a late, and I'll talk about why swap is important for that. Um. San Francisco and New England. This game has a 44 and a half total. Just New England's two and a half point favorites. They open up as five and a half point favorites. 53% of the tickets are on the under, 54% of the money on the under, 51% of the tickets on the Patriots, 55% of the money on the Patriots. So no real indication there. I just can't, I can't stand watching the Patriots play this year, man. I just, it's, um, I can't. I don't know what to make of them. It's like every time I every time I think I have the beat on them, I I, I get it wrong. Uh, I'm not interested in really anybody in this whole game. I don't know what to do with the San Francisco running backs. I don't. You know, is it can can we trust Jarek McKinnon? I mean, Jeff Wilson. Like. Does Jermichael Hasty get any run? I mean, I guess all those guys are speculative plays. The one thing I know is that Bill Belichick's going to look at George Kittle and say that we're not we're not, we're not going to let that guy beat us. And if that's the case, then I can see it being a decently big game for Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk. Uh, both of those, you know, that's that just makes sense to me. Um, I don't I mean, but Kittle, how do you guard it? You can't put Gilmore on Kittle. So I guess you'd have to figure out in your mind which side, you know, Gilmore would be, and they just move around so much. It would be it's impossible to choose which one between Samuel and Ayuk. Maybe I side a little bit with uh, with Debo Samuel. He's coming back on. You know, he's got the he's got the rapport. He's he's got the chemistry more than just one season. So that's it, though, man. That's that that's it. Maybe my main deal there is whether it's good for me or not. I'm staying away from George Kittle. This Jacksonville Chargers game. This one's. I mean, I, I was interested in this till Cardi brought it up to me about how what a what a slow pace these teams play at, and it makes sense to me. Justin Jackson on the Chargers side is questionable, um, so Joshua Kelly, you know, could be interesting here. I've just been interested all week in Keenan Allen. We know that you want to attack the Jacksonville Jaguars via the slot wide receiver. Keenan Allen's getting peppered by targets with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert looks like a. I'm going to ask Byron about this on the show, but like. Who's going to be? Who's who's currently in the? Who's the favorite for rookie of the year right now? Is Justin Herbert kind of? He's got to be in the conversation. Um, you know, I like him, and here's the I like Keenan Allen, and I really like Hunter Henry at just forty five hundred. Uh, the Chargers are the number. The Chargers get the number five matchup here for opposing tight ends in in, in Jacksonville. So, I think Hunter Henry especially if Justin Jackson is limited and out is kind of pass catching role he's been playing. I can see some of those extra targets, some of that target share going uh, Hunter Henry's way this week. Uh, it's, it just kind of makes, it kind of makes sense to me. It's something that I can, I can easily picture, especially, you know, he runs out of the slot too. We just said, that's how you want to attack these guys as far as is out of the slot. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a 20.6, uh, percent target share. It's the fourth best target share on the whole entire slate behind Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Darren Waller. So that's a that's that's where I am with with that one. And then on the Jacksonville side, I just all of a sudden they're kind of tough to kind of tough to run on. So it takes James Robinson out of play for me. And with everything with Keelan Cole and DJ Chark, he keeps getting banged up. Like I, Lavisca Chanel, it's hard to trust. So I just I don't know where my interest is on the Jacksonville side. All right, finally, so the, the hammer, the late night one, this game got flexed out because they were worried about the Oakland game being the night game, so they moved it back to the afternoons, moved the Seattle-Arizona game to the nighttime so they'd be assured that Sunday night money. And before we just break this one down, just um, people like playing the hammer game or the late – Back in the day, we used to have these Sunday ones. We used to have it Sunday and Monday. These games would go over two days. And one of the most important parts of playing DFS, if you play a lot of head-to-heads, um, a lot of cash games, or I guess even tournament players, uh, like 
you would have time on Monday to look through all your lineups and say, okay, which lineups are, you know, where am I in good spots here uh, against my various opponents? Who am I beating? Who I've blocked by players who are still yet to go? You know, does he have like three players yet to go and I only have one? Can I, is there any way for me to reverse engineer his roster, count up how much money he has left as far as his salary cap? Maybe if he has only one guy left to go, that's something that's easy to do. If you, if you're a member at Roto Grinders, they actually have a Chrome extension where it'll tell you how much salary is still left that hasn't gone yet. That was a tool that was very valuable uh, whenever we had these, these, these late night hammers. It's a tool that's still valuable for people who take advantage of late swap between the, the, um, morning slate and the afternoon slate. And if you're not taking advantage of, of, of late swap, you really are losing a good, it's probably in DFS It's probably the one bit of edge that is still unrecognized by the masses. Probably only, I think I heard that only, you know, like one to 2% of people use the late swap feature and it's just bad. You know, like you need to look at your teams, you need to identify where you are. And then having a lot of players here in this late game it gives you the ability to swap off or you know, change your lineups. If your lineup looks bad and you just like, you need to just change a bunch of stuff up to get to a min cash. Um, you can, maybe if you have DK Metcalf in and you have like DeAndre Hopkins or something in, you can say like, look, I need to, I need to do something weird here. You know, let me get in. Um, let me get in Chris Carson and uh, in the flex and I'll get in, uh, you know, Christian Kirk. And yeah. I'll be leaving 300 or, $3,400 on the table or whatever it is. But I know those players are going to be 10% less owned than the others. It's the only shot I got to catapult myself over the rest is if these players that seem like better players right now at the beginning turn out to go bust. And when they do, when they go bust, it's likely because of a scenario like this occurring, you, you have to swap into that scenario. The scenario like this occurring leads to those players going bust. I need to swap into that scenario. Right. And it's the same as like, if you're at, a t- at the top of a tournament and you look and you say you're in like sixth place and the guy in front of you in first place also has one wide receiver left and you reverse engineer it and you look and you see he has $7,200 left. And that's how much DK Metcalf costs. And you have DK Metcalf. Well, then you have to, like, you have to swap then because you there's no way you're going to get to first place. He has you blocked. So just something to keep in mind there with your late swaps. Um, and you're going to need the ability to late swap because DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. So if you want to play DeAndre Hopkins, he's questionable coming into the game. Have a late swap option in mind, maybe a two for two sort of late swap. If you have DeAndre Hopkins and like um, Kenyon Drake, maybe having something where you can switch it to Chris Carson and Tyler Lockett or something like that, you know, just – uh, if, if, if we find out that D hop can't go and if D hop can't go like that makes Christian Kirk a pretty good play. Like it's that changes that it may it kind of makes chase Edmonds a sneaky under the radar play. There's a lot of unknown with that game that revolves around Deandre Hopkins and his availability to play. So here Deandre Hopkins is not going to be highly owned at all. So if he does go in the number one matchup of the week for opposing wide receivers, he's, he's one of the best plays on the board. Definitely one of the highest upside plays on the board. It's just he didn't practice all week because he's maintenance or something like that. And all of a sudden you get him at like 4% ownership because people don't want to deal with this late swap headache. Like that's an awesome, that's awesome leverage in DFS. That's value you don't really get otherwise. So maybe like just embrace the fact that, you know, I'm going to, before we get into the night game, I'm going to have to assess things. I'm going to have to figure out where things are. I'm going to take a chance on maybe, Putting in DeAndre Hopkins. If he doesn't go, I have a plan for what I do. If it turns out DeAndre Hopkins is in, I get to keep him in and give it get the lowest ownership that I'm ever going to get on DeAndre Hopkins in the number one matchup of the week. Right? So in, in a in a game with a great pace that we just talked about and everything, just a high over-under. It's um and plus you don't have to be the one sweating your lineups. You can be the one saying, like, I'm the like I'm the dude coming to raid the castle. 
here late, man. I got the hammer. That's what you want, man. In these games, you want the hammer. So just keep that in mind. You know what the good plays are. It's Tyler Lockett. It's DK Metcalf. It's Chris Carson. It's Russell Wilson. It's Kyler Murray. It is DeAndre Hopkins. It is either Kenyon Drake. It is Chase Edmonds. You can you can mix and match them all. It's Christian Kirk. You, you can do whatever you want. Just remember to use your head with the late swaps, man. Get yourself some leverage. We want you to win. And when you do win, let us know. Love you guys, man. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.